There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me think. I suspect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones and men with guns will soon be on their way. It's chance of Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and depression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and suggesting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others. They will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Welcome to Freedom Not Control with host Justin Melanson. Every day we hear about freedom being taken away from us and it affects us more and more. From basic privacy to deep technology, how does it affect you and what can you do about it? On today's show, we'll discuss what's being done now and what's coming soon so that you can take back control of your freedom. Now, here is Justin Melanson. All right, welcome to Freedom Not Control. This is Justin Melanson again, your host, and today I have a special guest with me, Gareth Ike, the son of David Ike, coming from the UK. And the title for today's show is going to be COVID 1984, Unmasking the Great Reset and the Agenda that's going on right now. And welcome, Gareth. How are you? I'm great, mate. Thanks for having me. It's a, a pleasure. Glad to have you on. I don't know if you guys could see, but I do have on the Ike was right <laughs> shirt. I'm loving the t-shirt. <laughs> I had t -shirt. to wear that. I had to yeah. wear that. And um, Boris Johnson, we get it to him. Seems like he's signed on to Gates, and he seems like he's ready to go with that. Uh, Operation Moonshot, is it? Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, they're saying the end of the month. Wow. The end, of, the end of this month, the beginning of next month. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's kind of, you know, I say it's crazy. We were having conversations in March. Right. That this this was the end goal. This is what it was about, you know. And, and people were coming back going, oh, no, they'll never get a vaccine ready that quick. It's like, mate, they had the vaccine all along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was just sat there waiting. And they can't just give it to you straight away because obviously then people would go, well, hang on, how, do, how come you had it ready? That doesn't make any sense. So you have right. to just have this little illusion of, oh, we're trying to do it. We're trying to, oh, we're really desperately trying to do it um, for a few months. And then I think once they get to a point, which they obviously have, where they think, right, okay, we've waited long enough. This this is believable now. Fine, yeah. Um, we'll fire it out into everyone. And they're saying now that, you know, one vaccine won't do it either. Oh, no, you got to have two. 
Um, and in, in the time in between, it's still, you know, oh, you could still get it. So you've still got to wear a mask and you've, you've still got to socially distance. You've still got to, you know, stay away from your friends and your family and stuff like that. So they so give how these is little... that? Let me ask you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. You're all right, mate. How it, so how is it? Uh, what, how is, um, should I say, how's the vibe there in the UK area with the locals, with the people, with everything that's going on? Well, it's quite good, actually. I'll be honest with you, mate, because um, I've been going to protests and doing protests and stuff like that for months. And it's great and it makes a difference. And, and you know, to, to, to show the difference it made, you know, there was there was one in London that was 600 people. The next one in London was 35,000. So and then the one after that was 45,000. So it's like, you know, it, it's getting traction and stuff. So protests work in, 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 in that sense. But what I've seen in this second lockdown is people aren't doing it. People just aren't doing it. Like they're not necessarily out protesting. They're just not doing it. Um, so during the first lockdown, it was tough because, I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I don't care. I'm just going to get on with my life. But at the same time, you know, cafes and shops and pubs and bars and restaurants were all closed. So, you know, I can carry on my life if I want, but I still can't go to a restaurant because they're closed. So, you know, um, whereas this time, um, like if I take my daughter out, all the little takeaway places at, at the parks and all the play areas are open, they were all cordoned off. Imagine that, like locking up a kid's play area. It's madness. Oh, yeah. But, but they're all open this time. And um, a couple of days into lockdown, I was sent a picture from a mate in London and, and a mate down in Brighton saying basically the same words, which was lockdown's going well. And it was just just hordes of people just getting on with their lives. And I was like, this is great. You know, this is what we want. Because um, I think that's more powerful. You know, like if you just say to someone, you have to do this, and then they go, uh, nope. And they carry on. That's, that's, that's free how, will. That's, that's been great. My motto. That's been my motto since the beginning. Um, uh, I'm in South Carolina. There is some states, obviously, in the U.S. that are way more uh, strict and still are and those are the ones that seems like everybody's fleeing from South Carolina is not that way um, you know most people here value their freedom value the second amendment um, and just aren't going to do it um, now I get uh, discouraged a lot of times when I see people, you know, wearing the mask and wearing it on their chin you can tell they don't understand it you, I mean you can tell they don't believe it and um, I get, I get, think of, you know, why are you even, why are you even wearing it? Why are you even wearing it at all? You know what I mean? You're playing along with it, you know. Um, I've been, sh I've shared plenty of um, videos and stuff from the protests over there and inspired, you know, and, and, you know, and reached out to people through different venues that I have around here and different people that I know and said, look, you know, look how many people they have. They have thousands and thousands. This is what we need to be doing over here. Now, we're more spread out. I can understand it. But, and there is some here. But over there, and this is another thing. Do you think over there it's because, hey, they've seen this whole game before? Um, is that why you think there that, that there were so many droves of numbers out there? There's, there's that, I think, to a certain level, yeah. I think definitely with, with Germany, you know, the size of the protests in Germany, you know, like hundreds of thousands. Um and they openly say, you know, the older generations there, you know, we're protesting because we've seen this before. Like, we remember this. Um, and uh, I had a conversation with um, a guy a couple of days ago from Finland. And obviously, you know, Finland was was involved with, with the Nazis and 
and they they were treated appallingly as well after that and so he said the same like the older generations in finland like we've seen this before like so you know we can identify what's coming more than you know someone who hasn't seen it before obviously um another thing i think which is key and then it's a difference between us and, and you because the united states is so big and and it's so you know the cities are so disconnected from each other because it's enormous um it's harder to get a bit of scope on exactly what's going on so if your media is telling you something's happening say in new york city it's going to be harder for you to know what's happening on the street in new york city because you're miles and miles away it's, you know even 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 though you're on the east coast it's still a fair trek whereas in england england is tiny in comparison it's just a tiny country and so everyone kind of knows everyone to a certain level you know in these towns and cities and stuff everyone knows everyone apart from london which is like nine million people all the other even cities like i live in a city and it's two hundred thousand people mm -hmm. you, you know it's not a lot of people in comparison so so people know people and because you know people you know they've not had it and you know that they know people who haven't had it and haven't had it. so then when you're getting all this thing on the tv like everyone's dying it's dreadful and then you look around and go is it don't not where i am mate and and so i think that's another reason that people here are a little bit more clued up to it because you can see it with your own eyes you know i i, I like i say I, I live in a place called derby it's two hundred thousand people and everyone kind of knows everyone at least through you know three or four people you're only ever three or four people away from knowing someone and mm. everyone's saying all the time everyone's saying do you know anyone no nope. do you know anyone that knows anyone no nope. hmm and it's kind of gone from that kind of that's weird isn't it to this is a scam and it, it's not really taken long for people to kind of make that transition to something's up to we're being scammed yeah i could imagine probably don't have too many hospitals there in the, in the one area that you live in it's really not hard to see there um oh exactly we've got we've, we've got one hospital here Dog oh, no. yeah we've got one, <laughs> one one hospital so yeah exactly that's the thing and something i heard a lot because i've got a lot of friends that are nurses um or doctors and stuff and what i saw a lot in the early days was we were lucky at our hospital so so they still believe that you know people are dropping like flies but in our hospital we were lucky like we didn't have that and then i've gradually seen them have conversations with other people from other hospitals saying oh we were lucky in our hospital as well and you you were lucky in your hospital as well were you and all of a sudden it's like everyone's pretty lucky here aren't they so where are all these numbers coming from then and um it's pretty obvious where the numbers are coming from it's it's to do with you know how they register deaths here and i think it's the same in the us but here if you um if i went and had a coronavirus test which doesn't work anyway as you, your man fauci's come out the other day saying once you go above 35 cycles of a pcr test it's a waste of time it will just pick up dead viruses it'll pick up cells and stuff from like coronaviruses you had when you were in school when you were a kid oh, yeah. you know we just uh, i just interviewed dr kaufman uh yesterday and i'm gonna be putting that video up soon but yeah he went into that and actually showed me that video i didn't know about that but we went into that it's mad yeah. he just openly says it doesn't he? he's like you know 35 cycles and above it's a waste of time and then in the in the uk we're using 45 cycles yeah, he mentioned that too, and that that that's nuts. Yeah, and I saw your dad had mentioned that before that, like a month. It's ago. insane. Yeah, so there, so what you've got then? You've got tests that are showing up all these false positives, um, and once you've had a positive test, that's you done. So so say this is a scenario, right? 
This is absolute bona fide fact. Say I have to have a COVID test for work, right? I work in a, a school with kids who are, you know, immunocompromised or whatever. So I have to have a test to go to my job. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. So they stick a test up my nose, it comes back positive, right? Okay. So I stay at home for two weeks and then I go to work. After another couple of weeks, I have a car accident on the way to work. I've broken both my legs. It's pretty bad. And so I get taken into hospital. I'm a COVID hospitalization. That's wow. exactly. I'm a COVID hospitalization. There's nothing wrong with me. I've got two broken legs, but I'm not ill. But as long as you've had a test positive within 28 days, you're a COVID hospitalization. So people go, oh my God, look, hospitalizations are up. Well, yeah, but are they ill with that or is, or are they, you know, what is it? So then I go into hospital and, you know, they try and do surgery on my legs. They make an absolute mistake, cock up pig's ear of it. And I die on the operating theater. I'm a COVID death. Right. And that's how that's registered here. So if you die of any cause, doesn't matter if you've, you know, gone over to Afghanistan and been kidnapped by the Taliban, doesn't matter what it is. If a death of any cause within 28 days of a positive test, you're a COVID death. Wow. Yeah. It's, ma it's madness, isn't it? It's just like, I've never known. I mean, I'm only 38, so you know, I've not lived for hundreds of years, but in my experience, I've never known an illness or a disease where it's registered like that. Yeah. We've got you to know, be tested to know you even have it. Exactly. And then, and then you can die of anything else, but as long as you had a positive test, you go, it goes on your death certificate. Oh yeah. It's madness. Well, we know this is a hoax. I've known this uh, since the beginning. But what is the real agenda? I believe, I think you believe too, they, they've told us, you know, it's in, it's in plain view. It's been written in a book. It, they, they write the books and, uh, you know, they're available if you want to go find them. They leave them out there. Um, COVID-19, the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, and uh, what has he got? The Fourth Industrial Revolution now where he says in there, uh, the Davos group, you know, basically says COVID-19 is, is not a threat. That's just uh, the trigger for us to go ahead and do everything else we need to do and the depopulation agenda. It's the same song that your dad has been telling and, and truthers, few of them back then, but a lot more now have been preaching for years. They hide it in plain sight. They have to tell you, you know, and they have to show it, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like leaving papers on the side of the road. You got to pick them up. You got to pick up the pieces. I, I absolutely believe that, that they have to tell you. And yeah. they do. They tell you everything. Like, you're absolutely right with the Great Reset. And it just comes along with the, the human cause, climate change, we're all going to die thing. That's the same. Because right. the answers the answers for, for um, COVID-19, the Great Reset, are the, exactly the same answers as they have for human caused climate change so you know they're just pushing the agenda they're just putting little you know trojan horses like COVID 19 in there to try and get it in the door um right and the, the, the agenda 21 agenda 2030 the great reset the yeah. fourth it's all the same thing the climate change it's all the same, all thing. All the same uh, thing these the, are all the same people yeah uh, the green the green new like deal the freemasons the jesuits once you get to the top i mean they're all just another name for the same group of people when you get to the top tier Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and you, to, I've always thought like with the kind of they have to tell you thing, it's almost like like the old vampire stories that you used to hear when you were a kid. Like you have to invite the vampire over the threshold. 
into your house. Like you have to agree to it. If you don't agree to it, they can't come in. That's the old vampire story. So, you know, once they're in, once you've invited them in, you know, they'll, they'll tear your head off and that's fine. But mm -hmm. you have to invite them. And it's almost like they have to tell you what they're doing. And if you don't do anything about it, that's your way of saying, okay, you know, I, I, I comply. And I had an interview um, last week um, with a guy called Dr. Uh, Sterling Simpson. He'd be cool for you to talk to, actually. I'll give you his contacts after this because he's excellent. He's, he's a lung specialist. He's actually in Carolina. He's a lung specialist. And obviously YouTube deleted the interview because, you know, why would you want to hear from a lung specialist when you're talking about a respiratory disease? But there you go. Right. But, um, he was making a really valid point where he was saying they don't even lie. Like they don't lie. They tell you. So it's yeah. almost like he was saying like with food, you know, you have foods that can cause cancer. They don't hide that. It's there in the ingredients. The fact is you just don't look at those ingredients and go and research what they are. They're telling you what's in it because they have to tell you what's in it. You, you just don't go and find out what that does. So they've told you. And he was saying, you know, the same with like Fauci. Fauci says that the test doesn't work over 35 cycles. He says that he's not lying. He's honest. And the National Health Service in England are saying they use 45 cycles. Like they're not lying. They're not saying, oh, we use 12, but using 45. They're telling you that we use it. So it's almost like you're right. They have to tell you and they are telling us. And right. They've and told us what, the whole time on um, on uh, the, the box of the masks. Just for example, it says, you know, <laughs> exactly. this mask is not FDA approved. This doesn't protect you, you know, and, uh, you know, some of them even say on the tag, this caused cancer right here, <laughs> you know, um, on the mask in the FDA's website and the CDC's website, you know, with the numbers that have been pointed out by even mainstream media as well, we'll say Tucker Carlson. <laughs> um, yeah basically he's the, you know, he's the only one yeah yeah that that uh you know everybody that supposedly died or, or got sick it has been one more in the mask um so they tell you this but it's not reported so the media is reporting the opposite of what exactly. they're telling you and they're they're the number one enemy this year um in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion because they're pushing this narrative just like they're pushing the narrative with trump and and Biden, I mean, that's just a complete joke. I'm not even going to get into that today, but nobody believes that Babylon idiot there. You could get nobody to show up. Got broke the record. He's the most famous person in the U.S. Come on now. <laughs> that's a laugh yeah. if you ever see him. I, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a genius, though, Biden. If he, he, he managed to get people to, to rise from the dead to vote for him. So he's, so I mean, it's impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I, I think you, you're totally right in terms of, the media being the enemy like they absolutely are the enemy and, and i've got various experiences of that throughout this whole period of time but i saw there was a couple of things so one thing i saw today like elon musk had tweeted that he'd had four coronavirus tests back to back sat in the same room using the same machine and the same nurse and he had two positives and two negatives so he's calling the scam on the test basically saying this isn't right and one of the first replies underneath it was from uh, a presenter of um, MSNBC saying, this is such an irresponsible tweet. What? Like, what, you're a journalist, mate, apparently. What you should be doing is, in my eyes, saying, Elon, can I have an interview? Can you tell me more about it? What happened? I want to report this. Um, but instead, it's irresponsible. And it's like, hang on, it's irresponsible for him to say what happened. Do you know what I mean? That's that's bizarre. And And... We had a, a, a guy here uh, in talk on talk radio. Talk radio had been quite good throughout this, to be fair. But he he came out and he's like, I'm sick and tired of these conspiracy theories. People talking about this great reset conspiracy theory with a World Economic Forum. I'm sick to death of it, right? 
And it's like, at the same time, the Great Reset World Economic Forum was being advertised on the side of bus shelters across England. Literally wow. advertised on bus shelters. And he's there presenting a national radio station saying, I'm sick of these conspiracy theories. And you're like, what do you mean conspiracy theory? It's on the side of a bus. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're not it's hiding like it. like New World Order when I expose that. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. When I put videos up on it, YouTube, a lot of them have been taken down. But underneath, they'll put that little bar underneath, just like they do for Wikipedia or the New World Order's conspiracy theory. But out the mouth of George W. Bush, Biden, Clinton, everybody in the world, they're saying that word and they're saying it and saying it and saying it. But it's a conspiracy theory because we're not supposed to hear that. We're not supposed to see what's in front of our eyes. And that's exactly. the same thing with the media. We're not supposed to see what's right in front of us. We just believe what they say and that's it, you know. And then when they're when they get caught on a hot mic like uh, Como and all of them saying oh, the media is a bunch of lies. I don't know if you've seen that when he, he got yeah, caught yeah, on yeah. Mike Tucker. Also, I think Blue was on that. He said, "Well, we lie anyway," you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the media are disgraced. Like I, I did a, a speech in London at a protest, and it it just blew up on Facebook. Like it wasn't even my video, but it went to like three point two million views or something. Like in a few days, I was like, "Jesus, this was going everywhere." And so I got a phone call from the Times newspaper. Now, I, I, should, I never talk to the mainstream media because they just make it up as they go along. And I, but I ended up talking to them and it was a mistake. But, you know, we live and learn. And I had this big, long conversation with a guy for an hour and we were talking and he was all right. But obviously, you know, they're always all right. So there's the vampire at the front door. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're always all right until you let them in. And, um, and so he, I explained to him that I knew all these people that had committed suicide and I didn't know anyone that had died of it apart from two people that had, had it on their death certificate and their family members that I know are contesting it because neither of them died of COVID. One died of um, terminal cancer, long-term battle with cancer. Uh, and, and the other one had, um, he had pneumonia, he had uh, kidney failure. He had, it was just like, you know, it wasn't COVID. And, and so I said this to him. And um, he was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we spoke about the mask. And he was saying, yeah, but you said you're not going to wear a mask. And I said, well, it doesn't do anything to stop it. And he was like, what? And I said, it says it on the side of the box, mate, as we've literally said, you know, it doesn't do anything to stop it. And so we had this conversation. We spoke about the Great Reset. It went on and on. Anyway, so then when they printed it, they didn't say any of that, didn't mention any of that, didn't talk about the PCR test, didn't talk about Kerry Muller saying it shouldn't be used to test for free infectious diseases, didn't mention any of this stuff. They just spoke about the fact that I'd said dangerous misinformation. Then they spoke to some guy, Imran Ahmed, who's part of this anti-hate group where all they do is get people to hate people. So brilliant. Um, and then to the kicker, they went to Facebook and got Facebook to delete the video. Yeah. So a journalist, so-called journalist, is phoning me to talk about a video that he now wants to get removed. So like, that's not your job, mate. Your job is to report what's happened. That's all you need to do. That's all your job is. Um, and they've just become the police, basically. And it comes back to them, the MSNBC guy saying to Elon Musk, this is irresponsible. It, they've become the thought police. Yeah, and to me, once you see, you can't unsee. Um, so it's so easy for me to spot, and I'm sure you definitely and your dad, these puppets they put out, I call them puppets because that's what they are, that they put out and promote to us like um the little girl over there that promotes over there greta is that her name? oh greta yeah 
and uh, they all do yeah. the same little thing. They, they all do the same little one eye, the same little thing. And um, I'm going to be putting a big video up on that. I'm just starting. A, I've got the red channel, redpillchannel.com. And we're going to be starting to, um, the reason I'm starting that is because I'm a member of a lot of different groups that uh, they're, they're on the borderline of, of getting the knowledge. They're on the borderline of breaking the the programming from from everything but um they they still need a little bit of work because you know when fox news came out and did that with trump they were oh we got to delete fox news we got to get off of this we got to go to you know alternative get off of facebook you know go over here and i'm thinking well you know even trump had told you you know four years ago the news is fake so does that mean that Fox News is real? If you still believe that, then you need a little bit of work here. <laughs> you know, you need some work done. So we're going to give you a little soft entry here, but it's it's past the time of, you know, debate, in my opinion, and uh, soft awakening. You know, we're, we're at the breaking point. We need as many people because there's a lot of good people. I believe that most of the people are in the world. I'm pretty sure you and your dad do because y'all only preach, uh, you know, love and unity. and you know, they need to be informed. You need to know your enemy. That's rule number one. You need to know who's against you. you know? Oh, absolutely. And then it becomes like the scene from um, A Bug's Life. Do you know what I mean? Where where there's there's not as many grasshoppers as there are ants. And if the ants realize how many there are of them, the game's over. And and that's what we're like, you know. And we just feel, oh, what can I do about it? It's like, well, okay, maybe you can't do anything. But what about all of us? Do you know what I mean? Once we're all together. And that's why they, they come up with all these, you know, arguments about gender and race and sexuality and, you know, trying to just separate people. You left the politics, right of politics. It doesn't matter what side you are, mate. Do you know what I mean? You're both, you're both in it together in the end. Like, you're, you, you know, you're both going to be a target. And right. um, it's interesting, actually, what you said about Greta. I saw, um, I can't remember what channel it was on now. It was ages ago. It was a couple of years ago. And a guy was saying... Um, that he'd noticed that when i mean greta basically gets softball questions all the time anyway to be fair but occasionally she will be asked by a proper journalist a question right um and when she can't answer it because you know she is just a front she's just a face for, for right it. she was brought here for that reason absolutely and when she's um when they ask a question she that, that puts her on the back foot she twiddles with her thing if she's got a hat on or if she's got her hat off on her lap, she plays, you know, she wears that hat with the tassels a lot. She twiddles with the tassels, right? And when she does that, one of her handlers comes up and says, thank you, that's it now, no more questions, we're out of time, right? right. And this guy pointed that out. And I can't, like you say, like you can't unsee stuff. I can't unsee that now. And it happens all the time, all the time. There's multiple times now where when she's, you know, normally getting these softball questions and then someone asks something that's actually, that's a good question, that's a good point twiddle with the tassels up they come interviews done it's yeah it's it's you, now now people listening to this now you've, you've heard that honestly you'll notice it now next time you see it it's unbelievable definitely yeah from day one i i, I could already tell she was she was brought on for that I, i've not really listened to anything she says because i know it's all rubbish anyway but but I, if i do check that out i'm definitely going to look at it what I wanted to ask you, I did see something come out in the activist post, put it out um, about the UK um, going in, putting out a PDF. I don't know if you've seen that. 
um, about going in without the parents, having the military going to the schools without the parents, permission or not, to vaccinate them and then isolate them. What's Is that real? And No, that's real. That's real. Yeah, that's in Liverpool at the moment. But Liverpool is a test zone, but it's not. It's just they're going to do that and then they'll roll it out everywhere. Um, but we're in a case now where, so I've, you know, I've, I'm lucky in the sense that I have a two-year-old daughter, so she's not at school yet. Uh, she was at nursery until I did that speech in London. And then I was told that she had, she wasn't allowed to come into nursery for two weeks afterwards. So obviously I just pulled her out of nursery and that's, they can, that's the end of it. Bye-bye. But, um, but anyway, so she's not at school. So, you know, we're lucky in that sense, but basically if she was at school and they, they did a test at school and she was positive, she would be taken away uh, and isolated. So if I'm negative and my daughter's positive, I can't stay with her because obviously she can give me the virus. So they would take her away. Yeah. And Do you know what I mean? People, so you, these people, um, you definitely don't want them around your children. We know that. No, of course um, you don't. But you've got that situation. Like if you, if you just said to people, well, to be fair, people like us were saying this to people, but if you said to someone a year ago, the military is going to come to your house and they're going to stick a massive girt swab up your kid's nose. And if they test positive with a test that don't work, um, they'll take your kid away from you. People would just laugh at you. Right. Oh, here we go. He's got his tin foil hat on again. Wee. Is it a flat? Is it? You know, all that usual stuff that you get. And you're like, mate, it's happening. It's, 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 it's happening. It's right here. Um, and another thing, like in terms of, of, you're talking about a PDF that's come to light. There's, there's another one that came to light yesterday. I might have been the day before yesterday, where they're rolling out this vaccine. They want to roll it out by the end of November. Now, bearing in mind, like these vaccine companies have immunity from prosecution they've been given that by the government they've been given it by the by the eu so the whole of europe is you know and the uk government um has adopted the same so you've got an experimental vaccine and um it's never been used on people before this type of vaccine it's for a coronavirus which you can't vaccinate against anyway which is why they've never cured the common cold which is obviously a coronavirus as well but you're going to roll it out to everyone and then if you get ill you can't sue them you can't get anything back for it you know um and so this pdf uh, explained that they were they were putting out a tender for um ai technology that could keep up with the extreme numbers that they were expecting of adverse vaccine effects wow so yeah. they're so they're basically so, saying there's going to be a good amount of effects there's going to be yeah. an extreme number and we gotta keep up an extreme it. number that's that's obviously so big that you can't have a human count them you need artificial intelligence to keep up with the amount of people that are going to get sick from this vaccine that you're going to force on them and they've got no recourse so they can't sue anyone and so, at the I'm same sorry. time the guy the ceo of of the of the vaccine provider um is dumped 60 percent of his shares ah uh, so is this is is this the pfizer vaccine the Pfizer vaccine, yeah. So, so the day they announced it, he dumped sixty percent of his shares. So, I want to know what he knows. Yeah, I, I saw something about that. I don't I don't play with the stock market, but I did see somebody put a video. I saw a title in that, and I was going to check it out. I saw it on BitChute, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to do with stocks either. But I, I look at it in a situation where, obviously if these vaccines get rolled out at the end of November, beginning of December, and they have these extreme adverse effects that they're expecting, their share price will tumble. Okay. Of course it would. It, you know, it would literally go through the ground because, you know, hang on, what's going on? 
you know, you right. made million, millions of people ill. You know, that's not that's not great PR for your company. Um, but he's laughing because he's <laughs> dumped his shares. And to be honest, if that happens, he'll probably just buy them back on the cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of stocks, I did see something about um, China's dollar or their value and their stocks went down. They were selling it off when they thought that Trump was going to win or he did win, in my opinion. But when it showed that he won and then when it showed Biden uh, was winning with the fake stuff, it went back up again and it went back up. I just saw that yesterday. So, <laughs> you know, China had a big part behind this. Uh, they got a big part behind a lot of things. And um, it's it just shows how ironic their currency and their stocks are banking on that, you know, because Biden is the puppet for for all of this and other just puppet and yeah, pulled by the strings and compromised by China. He's, he's the perfect front man because oh, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't know what day is. He's the like puppet of them all. He's going to take everybody right into the UN agenda and uh, United Nations and roll right over for him. Well, the people he's, the people he's got like his chief of staff. I mean, his new chief of staff is, is a lobbyist for Silicon Valley. Oh yeah. he's got eric Schmidt, Schmidt, who's uh uh ritual ceremonial ritual i'm gonna expose him i mean you probably know and your dad you know he's met up you know in secret with like like lady gaga and all these other all these other shills that they meet up you know and in bilderberg stuff and you know they're just terrible people really basically eric i I don't think people can comprehend the level of evil and I have that conversation with people uh, a lot. And, and it's like, they wouldn't do that. It's like, no, 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 you wouldn't do that. That's the difference, mate. You wouldn't do that. So you can't comprehend that someone would do something so evil because you wouldn't do it. But remember, there's people in the world that have sex with two-year-olds. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's 7 billion people in the world. We're chatting now. That sh- that horrific stuff is probably happening right now somewhere in the world. So that idea of they wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. Mate, you, you, you know, I say to people like, you really need to get that out of your head. Just because you're not at, capable of it, you know. Just look at uh, who who uh, is the big promoter of Biden when he was going around, especially at the end rally, Lady Gaga. I mean, just look at her and look at her and Marina Abramovich and look at how she and what she does. You know, she's a open Satan worshiper. She's open into uh, cannibalistic and the cult. And, you know, this is who you choose out of all the people. There's plenty of them in Hollywood. Most of them are in music industry. But you pick the biggest one, the face of it, and that's the one that uh, is going to bring everybody together and unite for unity. Come on. <laughs> you can't oh, exactly. get a bigger hoax than it is. And, and it's all a big hoax anyway because this bumbling idiot Biden, uh, in the back of my mind, I've heard people say this, you know, they wanted us to see this. They're, they're sitting there laughing in the background. They want us to see, okay, we can give you the biggest bumbling idiot and we're still in control pulling the strings like your dad's hit. Uh, it don't matter. We can make it happen. But I think I do believe that, you know, with the mountain load of evidence now with the Dominion system and the whistleblowers that have come forward, this will be overturned. Um, the numbers are going to show. I'm actually going Saturday, tomorrow. <laughs> this week has been so bad. I'm like thinking, what day is it? But tomorrow, um, I'm going down to uh, protest with We the People and uh, the Women for Trump. Uh, where they're doing the count in Georgia about three hours from here. So we're going to be out there. I'm going to be live streaming that, but they're actually going to hand count those. I don't know if you've seen that hand count each ballot. So the chance of Joe Biden winning a hand ballot count is slim to none. And like you said, slim just left the building. So <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have any 
I don't have any confidence on that, um, that I believe that he'll do it. But again, this is a global thing. That's what everybody needs to realize. That's why I got y'all on and got you on and your dad and, and other people that have been preaching about this for years because, you know, the agenda, they're going to move forward with it no matter what. And we have to be the ones, we, the people, the 99%, the people that are in real control have to realize we're in control have to break the programming unite together as one and say we're not having it exactly exactly but the thing is as well that they've they've no matter what happens now in terms of you know if, if it is overturned and it goes to trump or whatever they've got their goal kind of scored anyway because they obviously want civil war in america uh, they've spent the last four years you know, tearing people apart, basically tearing the country apart. Do you like Trump or do you not like Trump? And that's the split. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact where it's, it's even partisan, whether you wear a mask or not, I mean, that's just madness. If, if, if you wear a mask, then you're pro Biden. If you don't wear one, you're pro Trump. So how is that? That's, right. that's bizarre to me. But so, you know, if Biden wins, it's chaos. And if they overturn it and give it to Trump, I mean, could you imagine you know the riots and the stuff from from you know the the far left and stuff it would just be carnage and so they get what they want anyway because as soon yeah. as you've got a civil war on the streets you've got the military on the streets and then do you know what i mean there you go yeah i i people say that it's gonna be a civil war i what i always say is look i mean if if they would have did nothing and let the votes be real you know and trump would have won that night do you think there wouldn't have been a civil war then oh yeah it'd be a civil war you know, all these false flags we've had this year. Just think about it. If you actually believe all the George Floyd, all of that stuff was real and wasn't a Freemasonic free false flag, which I can prove easily, and I'll put out the videos of Ben Crump being a top leader in the Freemasonry, the Bayou or Freemasonry, Prince Hall Freemason, all of them are top leaders in the Freemasonry. And all of those have proven uh, documents that I have in videos, but if you actually believe that this year, 2020, the year that we got this quote unquote pandemic, pandemic, really, um, that we also had all of these different rides and everything is just going on. And wow, it all just happened the same year that they're trying to do this reset. Yeah. It's just coincidence. So, you know, <laughs> oh, of course it is. Yeah. There's so many coincidences. You're right, though. Like it, it wouldn't matter who won the election, really. Um, in terms, I just think what they would, what they were happy with, is is for it to be close, as long as it was close, because that, because then that shows the divide, right? And it splits America. Whereas if you know, if if Trump had won by like seventy five percent, it's harder then to maintain that. You know, that uh, America is torn in between itself. It's like, well, not really. It's it's you know, it's 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 pretty sure of itself. And to be fair, probably the same the other way. You know, if if they just done a fair election and Biden had walked walked it seventy five percent of the vote. Again, I think I think you know Trump supporters would have probably gone fair cop. Yeah, but, if Biden would have won fairly, and I believed it was fair, I would have just had to suck it up and take it, you know, and just realize, wow, we, America's the people are worse than I thought. But I do believe that Trump did win, probably at a seventy percent. I do believe the majority of the people in the U.S. did vote for Trump. I think the numbers, because he broke the record. You remember they said Biden broke the record, but what that really meant is Trump broke the record because he even broke the record, and they say second ever. But really, we know most of those votes are probably for Trump, and I believe they are. So 
I think it was probably 70-30, in my opinion, dead honest opinion, because I'm straight dead honest about it. I think that's probably what happened. Um, and if they would have shown that, you know, I think there would still would have been unrest. I, I think, I mean, look at what they've done. Anyway, they're not going to stop at that because their agenda never stops, as you know. No, no. And, and you know, releasing people from prison. That, that you know, if you, if you want unrest, then stick criminals back on the street. That will help. Because um, that's what they've done in California. Isn't it? California is like, I've got a few friends that live out there and it's, they, they, they say it's like the end of the world. Yeah. I, I uh, have a cousin. He's actually an attorney that lives in San Francisco. I haven't spoke with him recently in years, actually. He's a bit older than me, but I don't know if he still lives there or not. But I can imagine um, from what I've seen over there. And yeah, really all of the, all of California it's 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 shocking yeah it's the same as new york city though isn't it there's i think if you yeah. can afford to if you can afford to move out of new york city you have done already basically right it's like a, a mass exodus yeah well you you mentioned it earlier yeah you know mass people exodus. just getting out yeah because these places of, are just crazy yeah a lot of the the real estate market down here has been booming because a lot of people from the north are moving here a lot of them had vacation homes here um or visited here and you know, they're buying it up down here in North Carolina as well, down in Florida. You know, they're getting out of there. The ones that are staying either don't have enough, and I feel bad for them, don't have enough money to get out of there. And this is probably what, and I'm sure you feel that way, because I, I know you're good and you have a good heart. I feel bad for, and this is one of the main reasons why I'm doing this, for the people that can't do this, that don't have the opportunity that I have to be able to, not have to go to work because when I was younger, obviously I had to go to work. And if I would have had to been forced to wear a mask to work, I would have had to suck it up and do it to feed my family, you know, and these people are been put through that. And I see them every day wearing the mask at the little fast food place or at the restaurants. You can tell they don't want to do it, but they have no choice. And, you know, I want to be their voice, you know, because they're, they're getting harmed, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I agree completely. And it's the same, um, it will be the same with the whole vaccine thing. Like, I know in New York City, they're saying they want to make it mandatory. Um, in England, they're trying not to say that. And I think, I mean, no, it's I'm... mentioned, but they're trying not to push it. And the reason is, you know, again, like like you were saying, you know, about the war and stuff, you know, we, we were fighting the Germans uh, and they were bombing our country. And so it's very much in in people's minds that time in history. And, you know, the Nuremberg Code, makes it illegal to to perform uh anything on someone like that so like a, a mandatory vaccination it's against the nuremberg code so if you're breaking the nuremberg code to do something it's like hang on mate like you know why that code was put in place right so they don't want to do that but what they are doing is basically like you've said about people who have to wear a mask for work that's what they're doing so um the chief scientist came out yesterday saying that you probably won't be able to travel you certainly won't be able to travel abroad. Um, Ticketmaster, who are obviously the biggest ticket um, producing uh, company in the world, they, they've they said that you will need a COVID vaccine passport to attend a concert or an event. So what they'll do is like, they can't say, you know, give me your arm here, hold you down, although they might do that as well. But they don't want to do that when they can just get people, coerce people into doing it. 
Right. So, you know, you're, you're, you're breaking people's will and all people want is just to, they just want their lives back. Like I want to be able to go to a concert and watch my favorite band. I, I want to be able to go to watch the football. I want to be able to, you know, I wanted to come to New York city for my 40th um, next year and, and watch the New York Rangers, um, which I've been fortunate enough to do a few times, but I'd like to do it again. And, um, I, you know, I can't do that because I'm not going to get that vaccine. So I'm not going to get on that airplane. Right. I'm not even but, getting that stupid test because I know it's fake and I know the machine is fake. Oh, exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah, same. But, but, but that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll, people in the end will just be, I just want my life back. Okay, put it in me. And that, I think that's what they're counting on. And what I'm exposing now, and that's what that's the whole point, and I'm big at putting this together, is that, you know, these companies, like your dad has said over the years many, many times, uh, they seem like they're not affiliated with the with each other <laughs> they're all different <laughs> Ticketmaster, all of them they're all owned by the same people you know even the networks uh you know all the networks you know they've got what thirty-three thousand radio stations tvs mainstream media all different magazines different programs different groups salon bt from usa today from you know the rolling stone somebody put up you know, to try to show me facts the other day, I'm like, come on, the Rolling Stone, that's who you're going to use to uh, justify your false statement here. Um, that's six people. So there's six people in the cabal that, you know, are pushing the agenda that own 33,000 things there, including Ticketmaster, including the NBA, including all of this. You know, and this, this is what annoys me when you get people like that, they mock and they say, oh, yeah, oh, so you managed to get every all these people to agree to do the same thing and it's like well no you didn't have to because you just made the point that's six people that's six people so when when trying people make that point and again like with um with the coronavirus it's like oh so all the countries are in on it together are they they will sit around a table and agree to it did they right. put your tinfoil hat back on and you're like well no 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 hang on all of these countries are answering to the world health organization so actually, these countries don't need to all sit around a table and agree the same thing. All they're doing is they're following the guidance of the World Health Organization. Because you're following the World Health Organization in America. We are in the UK. I think, no, I don't think we are now, hopefully. I think Trump but, stopped that, but hopefully we're not. But you've got Fauci, and he's, I oh, mean, yeah. he's, he's to his DNA with, with Gates and the World Definitely. Health Organization. I think Belarus... They went against the World Health Organization, but there's not many. I mean, yeah, know. we're following the CDC, who's just part of that group either way. So the CDC needs to go. They're part of that group. And people's like, well, aren't they supposed to help you here? Well, look, I mean, yeah. all you have to do is look at what Fauci said himself. Like you said, you know, he said that masks don't work himself. He said that, uh, you know basically in his own words that this test doesn't work it's not real you know he said that the coronavirus is nothing mere but a common cold you know he said all of these things he since reversed all of these statements but yet he's funded this and he's funded that and he's tied back to gates's dad and bill gates for for a long time and soros you know we've got pictures with them they're all, they're all buddies um so well yeah the, the, the open society foundation so soros and uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, I mean, they fund the same things. Yeah. So they're absolutely connected. They, they've, they've got the same goals. And, and Fauci. Fauci is, um, a lot of people don't know who the Jesuits are. I'm sure you know who they are, um, obviously. You know, he comes out, you know, what was it, 2016, 17, when he came out and said there's going to be a, or 18 maybe, I think. 
when he said there's going to be a pandemic, you know, he can guarantee that there's a pandemic here coming yeah. out. And, um, you know, still that doesn't ring in a bell to this day to people like, hold on, Fauci's not, you know, yeah. something not right with that. You know, he's. Exactly. But I mean, that's, that's the same thing with like event 201. Like you say to people, like literally everything that's played out was, was used basically as a drill six weeks before it kicked off. Um, even down to targeting people like me and you. Right. You know, every single bit of it. And so you say that to people and I've had people come back to me and go, oh yeah, because, because if, if, if you're planning a, a something like this, you'd put it on YouTube. It's like, well, it doesn't matter whether you believe they'd put it on YouTube or not. They put it on YouTube and it's on right. there now and you can watch it. So, you know, rather than mock the fact that it's on YouTube, why don't you just watch it and then look and say, right, okay, they played that whole thing out. And the people that were involved in it are the same people that are playing it out. So Bill Gates, for instance, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The people, John Hopkins University, that were running this Event 201 simulation are the people that are compiling the data on the death numbers so they're the ones telling you how many people are dying and you just think can can we just do you know what i mean can we please just have a little sort of grown-up conversation about the fact can you explain to me how they knew six weeks before exactly what was going to happen because because right. can, can they give me the lottery numbers please right and how can um and i'm going to do a big video exposing this clown bobby rush Senator Bobby Rush go over to Africa and meet with Bill Gates la the summer of 2019 to go ahead and present that HR 66666 bill, which was blocked as of so far. But you can go on, on the website and see the dates. You know, it was in June or July, I believe, of 2019. They met out of the U.S. because obviously, uh, you know, this isn't something that's looked looked upon good with everybody. You know, this is well before this was even brought out. But he met over there with Gates to get this track and trace, you know, bill started and get it presented. And then also we see that uh, the Rothschilds have a patent there for the COVID-19 testing kits and uh, the coronavirus testing kits, COVID-19, back 2015-17. I put that out showing the documentation, they fact-checked it like this. <laughs> this is how you know it's so fake. They fact-checked this. Well, no, he didn't patent it in 2017. He he submitted it then. It wasn't patented until, it didn't go through until 2019. But, okay. but, that, but that, doesn't make, that doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. The point still stands. Exactly. Another one that's good for that is where Carrie Mullis said that... Um, the PCR test isn't adequate to be used for tested for free infectious diseases. That's not what it's for. Um, when you put that in, it comes up with a Reuters fact check, right? And the headline is false. Right? I was thinking, but I've seen him on a video say it. What do you mean it's false? So I clicked on it, right? And what they've done in this article is say that Carrie Mullis, that, that, that basically Carrie Mullis said in a book that he wrote that, it shouldn't be used to test for free infectious diseases. False. Actually, he said it in an interview with this guy, right? <laughs> so, you, so you're admitting he said it then, but what they've done with the headline, because most people won't read beyond the headline. If I say to so if I say to some guy in the pub, well, not the pub, it's closed, but if I say someone down the road, 
you know, the inventor of this test said that it shouldn't be used to test for free infectious diseases. And then he says, oh, wow, really? That's interesting. I'll Google that. Google. False. You won't read beyond the headline. And that's what they're banking on. You know, so yeah. people will search that and go, oh, that's false. Yeah, that guy that talked to me in the street was lying to me. Well, so, well actually, if you click on it, they, they've he did say it. He just didn't say it in a book. Um, right. Just last night, I was searching uh, Dominion voting systems because now we have this whistleblower that's came forward from the Dominion voting system. And we've also had the uh, head of the election, um, the, the guy, I'm not sure his official title, but that on the election board of the U.S. come forward and say, yes, you know, there is voting fraud is real, obviously. And just from searching that, just just on Google, um, it's a page full of fact checks <laughs> about how voter fraud is not real. And it's a baseless claim from Trump. <laughs> and they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, so, of course they are. Be, just that alone, um, no, no matter what party you affiliate with or who you like, um, unless you are living in another world, you know that voting fraud is real in any case. Of course it is. Yes. Yeah, so, um, the, the fact that they're fact checking this instantly and, and trying to, you know, shows every, should show you everything about these people that are doing this. 100%. It was the same here. Like the day after the election when Trump had tweeted about, you know, fraud and ITV, which is the second biggest TV network in England, uh, it's, it's, it stands for independent television, even though it's not independent anyway whatsoever. But they, their headline was Trump makes baseless claims. Yeah. And so you go, but as a journalist, like if that's what you're pretending you are, how do you know they're baseless? Like, have you investigated them? You can't have done because he's literally just said it. He's just said it. You've not gone, like for me, if I was a journalist, I'd go, did you see the president of the USA said there was fraud? Right. I'm going to get a flight to America. I'll get a couple of other journalists with me and investigating journalists. Right. We'll go over to America. Let's investigate this. That's a massive claim. Wow. But instead they just write baseless. And because what they know is that people will read Trump said, oh, it's baseless. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and, and, and then you get to that Kerry Mullis uh, fact check again. You just, people just read the headlines. You know, right. and it's the same with all the stuff we're talking about. We're talking about coronavirus, you know, baseless claims of, of the PCR test. It's like, well, hang on. No, 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 no. It's not. What do you mean? It's baseless. And, but that's what they do. Yeah. Know? Everything is connected. Um, everything with them is connected because I am going to do some deep investigation in this because I believe it hasn't been proven. So this is allegedly, but. You know, Kerry Mullis's death was definitely suspect. The, the the timing that he died, and then if you watch the videos of the way he talks about Fauci, and and you know, basically, you know, says Fauci's an asshole. Don't believe anything he says. Basically, yeah. Uh, he, well, he just he just calls him a crim he calls him a criminal, doesn't he? He just flat right. out says Fauci's a criminal. Yeah. And they use his test, you know, and happens to he happens to die mysteriously right before event 201 and this all this all comes out so the timing the timing was very interesting for him to die in november i think it was wasn't it of pneumonia as well of all things yeah and in yeah and then to use this test because you know if, if anybody watches the video anybody reads anything about carrie mullis there's one thing you would get from him is a he seems like a very honest person b this wouldn't be going on they wouldn't be able to use this test that has been the main driving force and still is for this hoax um because without this test right here which he clearly states not only does it not tell you if you're sick of anything but it's not uh you know it's basically just makes something out of nothing 
you know, you can turn anything, you can find anything in your body if you amplify it enough. Exactly. Exactly. And his his thing with with the PCR test was the fact that it could it, it, it couldn't prove that a virus caused a disease. He's saying that that's not the case. So what we have here is we have a coronavirus of which we will all have coronaviruses within our bodies. There's like 200 odd of them that they even know of. There'll be far more than that, I imagine. Um, common cold being one of them. We've all had a cold. Everyone's had a cold. My daughter's too. She's had a cold. You know, you know, we're, we're um, in our late 30s. Of course, we've had colds. Um, but what the point was, was that this apparent cold causes this horrendous disease. And so, you know, his, his point was the fact that there's no evidence for that. And, and his main thing was obviously with, with AIDS and HIV. And so his test was used to test for HIV. And he was making the point that there's no evidence. There's zero evidence that HIV causes AIDS. And then and people can go away and watch lots of videos, actually, that they're the main videos of him, where he's saying that there's no evidence for that. And there's no evidence that viruses cause disease. Now, that's a huge statement to make when the whole world is being shut down based on the fact that this virus causes this disease. And so, like you say, if he was alive now and, you know, could you imagine how many hits he'd be getting on? Well, he wouldn't be on YouTube, he'd be deleted. But imagine how many hits he'd be getting on, on BitChute and Library and, and, and Band.Video and stuff like that. Well, he'd, he was be coming worst, out and... he'd be the worst enemy. I mean, he would be the media's worst enemy. He'd be Fauci's biggest thorn. It would be all over, you know. So they had to oh, either get rid of him either way. Two reasons they wanted to use the test, they need the test, but B, oh, I mean, he was already blowing the whistle on them about the AIDS thing. I, I'm, I'm shocked that they even let him, you know, did he survive as long as he was from what he said about AIDS <laughs> and Fauci? Um, let they, they tried to, um, they tried to assassinate his character, didn't they? Oh, yeah, because that's a lot easier, you know, if he comes out, well, they did it to my dad. I mean, if he, if he comes out and and says there's no evidence that HIV causes AIDS, and then two days later he's got you know two self-inflicted gunshot wounds to the head. People are going to start to ask some questions. So they try to just destroy his character and and, his, and assassinate that in in claiming that you know he was he was eccentric, he was this, he was that, he was off the rails. I think they called him an a, 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 um, an alcoholic or whatever they tried to oh, throw yeah. all this stuff at him you know which is what they do and obviously with my dad is well, we so great he made this great test that we all love to use and uh when we want him to be a genius he's a genius <laughs> we're gonna touch uh pick this back up in one second we'll take a quick break we'll be right back uh gareth ike all right and we're back on freedom not control with gareth ike and you can check gareth ike out let him know how to find you uh twitter for now, until they probably ban me, but um, it's just twitter.com forward slash Gareth Ike, or I've got a website, which is just garethike.com, but that's mainly music because um, I was a musician in a previous life when I was allowed to explain this, but everywhere's shut now, but there you go. But, um, iconic. but yeah, so iconic. And iconic, yeah, so uh, iconic.com, um, um, I'm launching a, a weekly news show in January, actually, um, there. Um, every Friday and I've just completed a series called The Walk um, I love these, I don't know if you have them in America but there, there seems to be quite a few of them in, in England over the years of like walking series where people, I mean it's got to be harder there to be fair because your country's massive but people walk like miles and miles and miles beautiful beautiful landscapes and stuff and they'll talk to people but the people they talk to are always the historians that you'd get you know, textbook historians if it makes any sense so yeah. if you go somewhere you know, you're going to talk to you know, professor whatever um, who's just going to give you the narrative, the, the government narrative, the, the, the establishment narrative of, right. of, of the history. So I wanted to make a series where 
because I love walking anyway. Whereas I go out walking, stomping 30 miles and I'll talk to people on the way um, about an alternative history. So like when I went to Stonehenge and stuff, we were talking about crop circles and UFOs and X, Y, and Z with, with like experts in that kind of stuff. So that comes out on Iconic tomorrow, actually. And um, it's quite funny, actually, um, because with most of these series, like the presenter will present to camera and then we'll walk off and then it's a cut and he'll just get in the Range Rover and they'll drive off to the next site. Whereas I was like, I'm going to be legit. Like I'm going to walk. So obviously we, we recorded six episodes in 10 days. So I've walked about an average of about 25 miles a walk. So obviously if you work that out, that's, that's a fair few miles in 10 days. So by the end, honestly, mate, I was, I was, I was almost delusional. So I was just talking to camera and I'm just, I'm so tired. And so I'm just bumbling over mistakes. And there was one bit where I, I even forgot what a chimney was called. So it was like that thing, you know, that, what is that? And the guy's like, it's a chimney. I was like, yeah, it's a chimney. And um, normally with the BBC, you'd obviously say, cut, can we do that bit again? Because I forgot what a chimney was. But we were like, no, because it's, I, the only reason I forgot the name is I'm so tired. I can barely stay awake. So we left it in and we left all these things in. So it's quite funny. Um, wow! Yeah, I think I saw part of it. Saw part of one. I started watching. I've, I've been a member of Iconic uh, for a few months now, about six months. So I oh, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, quite a good amount of videos in there. Um, been so busy lately, haven't had a chance to watch them all. But yeah, definitely, I definitely did see one. It might have been an intro. It was a, yeah, it's a trailer. Yeah, it's a trailer on that. Yeah, um, you walking, you were you were you looked tired. You were walking, see like up the hillside somewhere. And um, it looked like there was an ocean behind it. It was a bunch of rocks, it seemed like. Yeah, that's, that's the Isle of Wight. That's where I grew up. That It is beautiful, but uh, there's, there's no work. And to be fair, there'd be even less work now after all these lockdowns, but there was no work. And so once I you know, got to a certain age, I was like, uh, you know, that, um, that Andy Dufresne, get busy living or get busy dying thing from Shawshank Redemption. It was a bit like that, really. It was like, I need to get out if I'm going to try and, you know, but do something. But my, my whole family still live back there. It is beautiful. It's like I say, there's no work. Yeah. Does your, uh, I saw you, your little brother, I think he's your little brother, right, Jamie? Yeah, he's about eight he's foot tall, but yeah, he's younger than me, yeah. Yeah, is he, he's a journalist or he used to be a journalist for the news? Yeah, or? he runs He runs Iconic. I just basically provide content for it here and there and, um, and the graphics and stuff like that. So all the covers um, of all the series and stuff and, and the design of it, I do all that. But he runs it. He's, he's, he's more business minded than me. Did he you use I mean? for like a mainstream news thing or did he always, was he always independent? No, he was always independent. He was, he was oh. like me, he was a footballer. So to you guys, a soccer player. Oh. Um, and then um, he then moved into this kind of stuff and now he runs Iconic. Um, I'd, I'd have bankrupted it in a week. I'm not, I'm not business savvy. Oh yeah. It's not my, he's, he's better at making sure that, you know, the electricity bill's paid. Um, whereas I'm kind of, I'd rather just make content if I'm honest. Right. I, I get I get that. That's how I am. I've learned the hard way. I've had uh, you know multiple businesses and and <laughs> actually learned the hard way. Just like everything in life, it's kind of good, kind of good. Everything happens for a reason. I believe you live in hundred hundred percent, hundred percent. Best thing that ever happened to me, which didn't feel like it at the time, but my dad always says it was. And then I kind of came around to his way of thinking. I played beach soccer for England for a few years, and then I broke my tib and fib snapped. Leg was literally flapping around like that. And it was very unpleasant and they couldn't find a pulse in my foot. I was rushed to hospital, thought I was going to lose my leg, all this sort of stuff. It was horrible. And, um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. 
because I led in bed for two months and went through all the emotions of, you know, why has this happened to me? This is my fault. This is karma because I'm an asshole. To then in the end, you go through all the emotions where I was like, right, whoever done it, I'm going to kill the guy that done it, blah, 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 blah. And you get to the end and I just ended with a, I'm all right, me. Like, I'm an all right bloke. I'm a nice person, actually. And I'm going to do X, Y, and Z with my life. And I went off and didn't look back. And um, so, yeah, you know, bad things like like businesses going under or breaking your leg and having it flap in the wind. They, they're horrible at the time, but in the end, you can look back, can't you? And just be like, yeah, man, that needed to happen, that. Yeah, it, it, it's funny how life is like that. And um, same to this day, um, everything happens for a reason. This has been a long planned, uh, all of this that's going on right now is, is by design. Um, but what is also by design is, is us uniting together um, knowing that we are in control as a 99%, not letting these technocrats, these dictators, uh, these facade of health uh, under the guise of health tell us what to do and how to live our life and what air to breathe and where to walk and where to stand. Um, you know, they're, they're terrified of us. They are genuinely, they are. Um, and that's what makes me laugh. Like when, when Facebook deleted my, my speech, um, because obviously the times got them to do it. It annoyed me for a bit. I was like, you, you, I was angry for a bit, but not for very long. And then I kind of thought, hang on, like I'm a guy, I live in a two bedroom terraced house <laughs> in Derbyshire. Do you know what I mean? Next to a football ground. And they need to shut me up to such a point that they have to delete what I'm saying. Like that's bizarre to me you know how 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 weak has your argument got to be that you've got to shut up some guy from derbyshire it's just it, it's madness yeah um but, but it just goes to show where the power lies and and so in the end i actually felt quite good about it i sort of wore it as a badge of honor it's like yeah they want to shut me up and the only reason they want to shut me up is because i'm saying things that are true and people are agreeing with them um so you know in the end i, I kind of it amuses me really to just to think that they must be sat in their big high-rise offices scrambling around panicking trying to delete stuff that me and you were saying and that's yeah. funny that's funny to me i find that funny so gareth let me ask you before we wrap up here um what what is the message you would like to give to people where do we go from here what do we do to go ahead and in this or to go ahead and you know unite together should i say um grow up a bit for a start <laughs> that's that's one thing just grow up um you know could 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 you imagine in you know in, in the in the 1940s people storming the beaches in in normandy arguing about the fact that someone had just misgendered them so you know i mean mm -hmm. i think we just need to grow up a little bit and focus on things that are important um but the other thing as well is to to just non-comply I don't think we need to fight. I don't think we need to, you know, do that. We just need to non-comply. And if people do that in enough numbers and people look after each other and stand together, that's, that's, that's all it takes. And the game's over. And I think, um, you know, when Mir One made that amazing mural, we got called a racist for it because obviously, you know, what's, what's not racist now. But it was a brilliant mural of all the people. Um, basically, you've got four or five big players and they're playing monopoly and all the they're playing it on the back of the people 
So I mean, they're all hunched down and the, the whole game of life is being played on the back of, of, of us, the, the 99%. And all it takes is just to stand up and, and the Monopoly game goes flying and it's done. And I think a, 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 real, a really good example of that, a few years ago in England, um, there's a small town, not far from me, actually, just outside Nottingham. Um, and you have to put your bins out on a certain day. So there's a certain day to put your, your trash cans, to put your recycling out or to put your normal waste or whatever. So someone accidentally put it out on the wrong day. You know, like you said earlier in the chat, like, I don't know what day it is. They, they, they put it out on the wrong day. You know, we've, it's a very simple mistake to make. And they got given a massive fine, like 200 pounds for putting your bin out on the wrong day. It's like, what? And so instead of paying the fine, all the neighbours, they're all obviously quite a tight-knit group, just went, no, don't be paying the fine. Forget that. So they all put their bins out on the wrong day. Everyone, the whole street and, you know, around the corner and a couple of other streets in the area where they all knew each other. They went, no, we're all put our bins out on the wrong day. And so they did. And so the council came around going, oh, hang on, everyone's put their bins out on the wrong day. Yeah, you're going to fine everyone, are you? No. And so they rescinded the fine. And that that is just such a, you know, it's such a simple example of actually, if we all stand together, then the game's over because if those neighbors had just left it, he'd have paid his 200 pound fine and you know, mm. sorry, but they didn't, they stood up with their fellow man and went, we're not having it. And I think that's right. all it takes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Um, you know, 24 seven people are bombarded with the media, with the propaganda, with the one goal in mind to divide in different aspects to divide us all up whether it be uh through racism or claims of racism through genderism through feminism any kind of any kind of thing that they had that they can come out with you know climate change whatever they want uh republican democrat red and blue you know it all boils down to one thing they have to divide you up because the few can't control the many unless you're divided up and once we sit back and realize that and realize that um you know let's 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 sit back for a second you know who are we really you know who are we really we're born in this world are we a republican are we a democrat are we a you know are we this are we that you know sit back and realize who you are as a person where you know and what is being brought to you and you know realize nobody knows what's best for you better than you do for your family. Um, don't let these people that are put in these positions who could care less about you, you know, the, the owners of these companies, what we call the 1%, don't let them dictate how you and your family and your, you know, your friends and their family run their life, raise their kids, um, you know, where you can work, where you can do things, you know, there are, people that do care about you. There are great people in this world and the doom and gloom narrative every day, I can understand how that gets people down. And if you just watch the news all day long, you're going to be down. Um, that's a big thing. Turn, turn, turn off the news, you know, turn off the mainstream news, take a break, go outside, go for a walk. Like you said, talk to your friends, talk to people, unite. There's plenty of alternative medias. There's plenty of different platforms and, um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I don't think there needs to be any kind of violence um, because that's, again, one main reason for that is that's playing right into their narrative. That's what they want. They want of course, that, you know. Of course. They, 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 they don't want it, but that's all they've been telling us all year long. Oh, there's going to be civil rest. It looks like there's going to be civil unrest. 
You know, no matter who wins the election, there's going to be civil unrest because that's what they want, because they can rebuild from the ashes, like they say, and they read those books. If you read uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, everybody needs to look at that. They lay it out for you. You know, the fourth industrial revolution, the Davos group, who is the Bilderberg group, the same thing under a different name. They pretty much tell you COVID-19 is a hoax, you know, and that's just the trigger for uh, our agenda to go ahead and enslave humanity, basically. Yeah. Like I said, like we said at the start, they, they tell you. They always tell you. Yeah. And I know it's hard to stop and listen to everything because, again, this year has been more than any other year, bombardment of different information. And uh, and a disinformation, yes. <laughs> but the disinformation is the information that's being pushed down your throat by the establishment. <laughs> it's not by the people that are coming out telling you the truth. <laughs> that's the disinformation. It's been a disinformation year. That actually sounds uh, really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be coming out with a couple of ebooks. I have the... Uh, deepstateagenda.com and and um, that's going to be my first ebook it's almost done here next couple of weeks but ever since this has gone on I've got another one and I'd like to have you a part of it Mainstream Mockingbird Media that sounds great yeah, yeah I'd, love to. Oh, I'd love to yeah yeah I'd love we to you could probably write that one in our sleep but um, <laughs> <laughs> but but Gareth it's really good to have you on see our age group see what I what I talked about with Gareth before this and I've talked to him before um, our age group we're in the same age group our generation is the generation that's that's make that's going to have to make this final stand here to move forward for the next generation because your dad's generation my parents generation same generation um, there wasn't that many people that knew about this stuff and your dad was you know at ridiculed at the beginning and now they're all coming around but you know, our generation should be very aware, you know, it should be eyes wide open, as you say. And, you know, as they try to get rid of history, as they try to stop, you know, as they always do, try to stop anybody from telling about this generation. We need to make everybody well known. This should be well known years from now what they try to do here. And so it doesn't repeat itself. Oh, 100 percent. They'll yeah. be talking about this time for, for, for centuries. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is amazing time to be alive. Um, I kind of thought there would be a time like this to come. I didn't realize it would come this year, obviously. Um, but it is here now and it is time to unite together. I mean, that's 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 what I'm going to say rounding out here. Unite together is one. Gareth, it's a pleasure having you on. I know I'll have you on again. Check him out at iconic.com. And also GarethIke.com, is that correct? Yeah, GarethIke.com, yeah. Thanks for having me, mate. I've loved it. It's been great. Thank you. And um, we'll, we'll be seeing you soon, sir. Take care, brother. All right. People are already asking me about the social media site I've been talking about that's going to replace all the others because it will have better ways to share information, ideas, and photos with your family and friends without any censorship or selling your information to third parties. It's called Life Loop. That's life with a Y. L-Y-F-E-L-O-O-P. It is just now rolling out, and Myrtle Beach is one of the first places that they are inviting folks to sign up. I've done it. You can go to the Google Play Store, or if you have an iPhone, the Apple App Store, or online at lifeloop.com, L-Y-F-E-L-O-O-P.com. 
and it is free. You can sign up so easily. And right now you can choose just about any username that you'd like because they are telling folks in Myrtle Beach about it first because we're one of the metropolitan areas where people have overwhelmingly said if there was another social media platform that we could trust, that we know isn't selling our data, that isn't censoring any kind of content that they don't agree with. It'll make social media fun again. I don't think you'll be pulling your hair out so much when you're looking at all the content on LifeLoop. Advertisers aren't getting metrics on you. You're not going to be tracked. It's a totally different social media platform that you got to see for yourself. LifeLoop. That's L-Y-F-E-L-O-O-P. Join it today. Thank you for listening to Freedom Not Control. Please join your host, Justin Melanson, for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until the next show, we wish you a great week.